You are listening to the Conquering Everest podcast. This here, well, it's episode 27. Welcome to the Conquering Evers Podcast. My name is Brian Talor, and thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a bit of your day here with me. I appreciate it. Our guests appreciate it. And it's just, it's hard to believe the life that this podcast has taken on. It is just continuing to evolve and morph into something that um, really, I, I, I wasn't sure what to, what to expect when I started this podcast. I had my reasons and I had my mission, but this podcast has truly become a blessing uh, to me. And I hope that it's a, a blessing to you as well. Now, on today's episode, I have a conversation with Amy Sinha. Amy suffered from a disability since she was one years old. Not only that, she was diagnosed with a rare medical disorder. Amy has had to persevere both physically and mentally to get where she is now. Despite these challenges, Amy released an album and is a voiceover artist. You will no doubt enjoy her positive energy and bubbly personality. So without further ado, this is Amy's story. All right, Amy, I think we're, uh, I think we're live. How are you? Welcome to the Conquering Numbers podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I don't think I've actually done one of these uh, live stream things before. <laughs> yeah, li- live stream. We, you know, we gotta. No, there's no edits. I can edit the podcast, but uh, it's all good because we're just uh, we're just human, and I haven't met a perfect human yet. So, <laughs> well, uh, I tell you what, Amy. Uh, why don't we start off? I, I like to start off every show kind of the same way, and let's just um, have you, if you wouldn't mind, tell our listeners uh, or watchers a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you hear from the accent, but I live in the UK. Um, I live in Wales, actually, which is about three hours away from London. Um, And I am a singer, presenter, and voiceover artist. And I've been a singer basically all of my life. Um, I went into presenting about 10 years ago, and then I went into voiceovers about a year and a half ago. All right. (laughs) What's that? That's me in a nutshell. That's, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, of course, you're on Concrete Never's podcast, which means uh, you've got a backstory, and I think everybody loves a back good backstory. And uh, I've had an opportunity; we've had an opportunity to speak. But why don't we? Uh, why don't we go back uh, a little ways? You, you said you've always been a singer. What What introduced you to your love of singing? Um, you know, I think it's my family. We've always been a musical family, and I've got two older sisters. Um, and I was actually one of those, Monica, who's about seven and a half years older than me. And she entered me and my other sister, Millie, who's two years older than me, into a talent competition. And um, we did the audition. And I was only six years old and I was small. And I was trying to reach the microphone. I say this because the girl before me, um, she was much taller than I was. So 
when I got to the stage, I didn't know how to put the mic stand down because that was the first time that I'd seen a microphone stand. And they just happened to, there was photographers there for the newspaper and they just happened to take that. And that was my debut <laughs> uh, in the paper. That, and then the caption was uh, dwarfed by the microphone. And I was like, oh. By the microphone, nice. <laughs> I know. So I think that was my first introduction to the stage and, um, and music. And then it just went on from there. I just started performing with uh, me and my sisters would perform together um we do charity events and talent competitions and things like that and it just literally it just excels from there okay <laughs> sounds very cool i wish i wish my 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 father sung and he had a pretty good voice i never inherited that i, I don't know if it, if singing can be taught but I, I wish i could sing well but i i sing good enough to to sing in the shower that's about about it uh, let's I think singing can be taught. I'm, I'm a firm believer. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, maybe may, may, may these days. <laughs> I I remember when I was a kid in music class, we used to have to take music back in like elementary school or upper grade, and I remember my teacher always saying, "Sing from your diaphragm," and I had no idea. I'm like, "What's a diaphragm? I don't I don't know. I still don't know how to sing from my diaphragm. I don't think, but." <laughs> Well, Amy, uh, you're a singer, you're a voiceover uh, artist or actor. Um, you, you've got a lot of good things going for you now, but it wasn't always the case for you. With uh, It hasn't always been kittens and rainbows, as I like to say. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you dealt with growing up and um, maybe even into adulthood. Mm, yeah, so, um, well, just after I was born about, about a year after um i had cataracts in both my eyes mm. um, so they had to be removed but because i was so young um they weren't used to that and the doctors feared that i'd go blind so i had an operation but they did manage to save like a small percentage of my eyesight but since then i've always had to wear like really really thick glasses so i used to walk around like when i was four or five and because it used to fall off so i used to have one of these thick glasses tied with string um i got some photos i look back i was very cute don't get me wrong but <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Um, and then um, it's funny because my first one of my first memories is um, like wearing mittens um, on my hands because um, apparently because obviously I didn't know back then but I used to burn myself uh, quite a lot I'd, and I was diagnosed when I was four with a condition called sensory neuropathy type 2 which uh, means that I can't feel hot or cold um, and, burning and I can't feel superficial pain so um, I used to um, like step on plugs and you know used to go back to my big toe and I didn't even know until it got infected um that actually took a year to heal and kind of like a diabetic it doesn't um, heal very quickly um so that was that that's why I used to wear them have the mittens in my hands because I used to scratch my face without realizing it um and burn myself um and then also to do with that um condition also meant that I kind of had something called charcoal joints, which is similar to osteoarthritis. And again, because the doctors didn't know how to deal with it, this is back in the 80s, they said that um, I should stop doing any movement. And I was actually active. Mm. Uh, I used to do a lot, but because I stopped, like in, in my teenage years, I got really, really bad and I almost ended up in a wheelchair. Um, it was it was quite bad. I couldn't walk at all. Um, standing up was literally like really, really difficult. Um, one end to the room to the other took, <laughs> far too long than it should have um, and it was very painful so I used to avoid walking as much as possible and going out although my family wouldn't let me because obviously make me go shopping and things like that and I just <laughs> hate it absolutely hate it I know not a normal teenager at all um, and because of that also it affected my spine so I stopped growing 
at the age of about 11 and I was always short anyway. Mm. So all of that um, mixed in together was uh, quite difficult, especially on my confidence. Yeah. Uh, it was really tough and especially being a singer that um, that affected my performance um, major on a major on a major level, unfortunately. Yeah. Were you with the uh, with the condition that uh, where you had trouble uh, moving around? Did, so did that impact you your ability to go to school? Or um, I, I'm just wondering what what was what what was that like? If if you were able to go to school, did I know young kids can be insensitive sometimes uh, without really realizing they're doing it? Was was your um, disabilities? Or, how how did that how did they impact you psychologically as as a kid or those around you? Um, I think it was a com I, I think I did get bullied um, when I was in primary school, but I don't remember. Mm. And it was my mum told me a couple of weeks ago. She was saying it, and it wasn't because I was short. It was because I was Indian. Um, mm. And again, because uh, I went to Wales, I mean, I've got Indian family, and I was born in Wales, but my family wasn't. So um, I didn't. I don't remember that kind of a thing, but I think it was. I do remember them think, yeah, calling me dark. Um, mm. I think it affected my my sisters more. I guess um, I didn't really realize it at the time. Um, so bullying, I, I don't know. I don't. If it was for that disabilities, I don't remember. It probably was, um, but I think I had all these things going on in my head anyway because of the confidence issues. So I, I was very quiet. I was very introverted. I never used to talk to people that I didn't know. Um, and because I went to a private school, because it, my parents thought it would be better for me because I had more attention than what mm. I needed from a, than a state school because um, we had smaller classes as well. Um, so on that level, um, yeah, it was difficult, but the school was small, so walking around wasn't um that bigger bigger deal because it was it was quite small it was it was doable and then when i was 16 i i kind of made myself i wanted to i wanted to come out of myself at that point and then i made myself walk a lot um even though it was painful but um so up until that point um yeah no i think yeah i think it was everything i did was accessible uh, to what i could do okay and and so do you still today suffer from any of these i mean is it still um are they still very much present in your life? They are. They're very much okay. present. Um, I can't see very well. <laughs> Although I said that there used to be thick glasses. Now my glasses have gone slightly thinner and they're actually quite funky for the first time. And the sides of my frames are actually glow up in the dark. That actually my nephew, okay. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. Um, the walking, yeah, no, it is. It's still, I mean, it's easier slightly, um, but I can't walk far before it starts to I start to get tired so I have to mm. take that. um so yeah no it still it still does exist and the feeling thing actually I think I just burnt myself I can't see <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I did it and I was like oh okay yeah yeah that's that's wild to think that you yeah you can't feel heat or cold I mean is it like that um out of curiosity is it like that out in the sunshine as well you know somebody stays out in the sun too long they start to get sunburnt uh, do, you, do you not feel that kind of warmth or? That's the only warmth I do feel. Okay. I do feel when I start to get hot, um, but I like it, which is not good because I can, <laughs> I, I think maybe because of the cold, I feel the cold really easily, but right. the sun I love. So um, yeah, yeah, it can, can be a little bit. I do get, I, do, I get, I get tanned quite easily. Literally I have to go in the sun five minutes and I've gone dark. And that's um, it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, you talked about having uh, some insecurities uh, as a child and as a teenager and being, you know, that, those pushed you into introversion and then um, you, you said you're really shy. So uh, how, how did that go as far as your transition into adulthood? Um, I think it's very easy for teenagers or younger to suffer from um, fears and insecurities because you're not, in my mind, you're not really mature enough um, to be able to fight, always fight through that or, 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 you know, build yourself up. So when was, did, did you have a transition period um, that saw you, you, you saw yourself coming out of that shell a little bit and getting more extroverted? Cause you seem very extroverted. I'm an introvert as well. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an introverted uh, I, I say I'm an introverted extrovert because uh, about six years ago when I started, or has it been six years, been five years ago when I started getting out and speaking more, um, I find myself more and more extroverted than, than introverted, but I can only handle it in small doses. So what what's that like for you like today? I mean, are you still fairly quiet and reserved or have you broken out? Um, you know, I can be, I can, I think, I think, um, maybe like if I go somewhere, meet new people, get the lay of the land, so to speak. Um, so I'm kind of, maybe I'm a bit quiet for like the first five or 10 minutes, but then when I kind of start to get to know people, I'm quite loud, you know, I'm, um, um, yeah, I'm very talkative. Um, I can talk to random people. I think people do like to take me along to random things because they know they can just stick me in a room. And um, I will just chat to chat to anyone, um, but that's something that I've had to learn. I, I wasn't always like that, uh, so that has. Um, and I, I think it was a progression, definitely a progression. I mean, I think um, going to a tertiary college, which is I've seen and, and meeting different types of people, really helped. And then going to music college, again, really helped because then I, I kind of I wasn't very good at talking to guys um, until I got to music college, and then I got a lot of experience in that because. The jazz i went to a jazz music college and it's very male um dominated so okay. i did get practice in that area um and then it, just in jazz clubs i used to hang out and i used to play poker um i was kind of uh, i really wanted to learn to play poker so i found a pub that had a league and i kind of spent a year kind of obsessed not obsessively but i, I, I love doing it and i actually won one tournament which was really cool so i was quite All proud right. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a progression over the years, kind of then to kind of get myself out there. So if the if the singing and the voice ever uh, voiceover careers ever dry up, you could always go to the <laughs> World Championship of Pokers, right, and win win millions of dollars. I, I would imagine as a singer, being introverted, were you like were you afraid of the stage or did how how did because I. Speaking from my personal experience, I used to be terrified of public speaking. I, I just if somebody would ask me, uh, you know, at my job, hey, we want you to give a presentation, I would start to get anxiety, and 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 I would and I would just, you know, stumble through the presentation. And then there came a time where I said, okay, enough is enough. I've got to get better at this. I I want to be better than this, um, and I don't want my fears to hold me back. What are you comfortable on the stage? Cause I know you've recorded music. You've got, you've got music. I listened to some of it. Um, what, what was that like uh, as far as, as being able to do the things you wanted to do, but having that, maybe those insecurities and fears still 
trailing you? Mm, yeah, it's a funny one. Um, I don't know how I did it. I was I was always um, nervous, so my nerves like overly nervous that mm. I should not shouldn't have been, but not. I guess the nerves are always good because it propels you. It means that you care about something, you know, and right. kind of mixed with excitement. So I think I I got um, nervous. I used to get really nervous performing, um, but at the same time, I knew as soon as I would get on the stage and over the first 30 seconds, I knew that it would go um, and then it would turn into excitement and really loving to perform. Um, and I think maybe with, with every artist or musician or singer, they always say that, you know, they've got this fear inside of them um, and then they get on the stage and it all it all kind of goes away. Um, and I, I, maybe, maybe that was it. But I, I think because, you know, when you do things so many times, you just know it's gonna go okay. So right. even, the thoughts leading up is like oh my gosh what's going to go wrong and when you overthink things and I always used to do that that was my mistake because I used to overthink things and then get up on the stage I used to be extremely frightened yet I didn't let that put me off I don't know why I don't know mm. why um hence why I always did it um yeah I, I think that's the only way that I can explain it um, I guess yeah some of that may have been from you because you were exposed to music from an early age and getting on stage, I guess, maybe in, in your mind with the insecurities and the fears that you did have, um, that wasn't impacted just because that was something that you not only loved and had passion for, but you had started at such a young age that it became, it was just a comfortable place to be. I know that's, I, I you know, when I speak or I do anything, uh, in front of an audience, there's always the butterflies. Um, and I think that you've got to have those. Cause like you said, that's just, that's letting you know, <laughs> you know, Hey, I want to do a good job. Yeah. And then after about 30 seconds, like you said, um, you just kind of get into your rhythm and, 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 and you do what you got to do. When did you get into, um, when did you get into voiceover acting? Well, so when I was doing um, my own music and I put an album out there, um, I got a lot, I played a lot on radio stations um, in the UK and around the world. And I did a lot of radio interviews. And while I was doing that, they would always ask me to record links. Um, so I was like, okay. And everyone used to, I don't know people say, everyone used to say that, you know, I had a, new, had a nice voice, but I kind of never took it seriously until I kind of, I got a little bit, not tired, but, um, I kind of maybe disheartened with the whole music scene. Um, it was just, it just felt so hard, and I just didn't want things to be hard anymore. So um, I kind of took took a, a step to the side and kind of thinking, oh, what well, maybe there's something else that I could do as well. Um, and it was my sister actually that um, White said, why don't you suggested why don't you do voiceovers? Because she was talking to a friend of hers that hired voiceover artists, and she got Amy, you can do it from home, and you can make this amount of money. And I was like. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe I should look into that. Um, so I kind of bought the equipment and I made a voice trail and I started putting it out there. And um, um, and it was difficult because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, people who think that they can just do it, like like me. Yeah. Um, so and these big agencies didn't really want to take you on unless you had one year's paid experience. So I joined a paid to audition. Um, agency which I know a lot of them has mixed reviews on um but I did join one in Canada and actually it's been rather good I've been with them just over a year now um um because and the reason I say that is because I had no experience with voiceovers so doing those auditions literally I've done thousands and thousands of auditions over the year and it's just changed me completely because I have so much experience and I've, I've had a lot of jobs through that 
uh, as well. So that's actually been kind of cool. Yeah. How, so how does that work? You said it's paid audition. So you have to pay a certain amount to have the, 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 the privilege to audition for somebody or how's that work? What are you, what exactly are you paying for? Well, you're paying up for you upfront fee for the okay. year um, on the platform and then you put in your details and they match jobs with you so okay. literally a day I'm doing like 15 to 20 auditions um, if I choose to if I don't if I can't be bothered I just won't but <laughs> there's a lot that comes through but um, yeah so that's how it works and then you there's clients post auditions and then um, you audition for it you upload it and then the client chooses who they whose audition that they like the best and um, it, it's competitive it's not easy uh, so I would like prefer not to be on an agency. I would prefer just to be like doing it. People get to know me um, right. and want me to do their their voiceover. <laughs> uh, that that would be like the the ideal way of doing it. But it's been great to get experience uh, for me. And how long have you been doing voiceovers now? Gosh, um, I started at the end of two thousand and nineteen. So, okay, so it's a good time <laughs> to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's a, you know, that's, that's a great, I, I like how you said you just did it. You know, you, 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 you were introduced to it. it. It appealed to you. And even though you didn't know what you were, you know, maybe you didn't really know what you were doing or how you were getting into it. You just did it. And I mean, that's how, you know, I, with this podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I just started a podcast and I think that's, you know, you hear that all the time, just start where you are. And you'll learn and you'll learn through failure. And, you know, and I would imagine, like you said, you, you did all these auditions. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't get every spot that you auditioned for. And it was probably pretty disappointing, but you were able to craft, you know, craft your skill off of those, those, the, and then you said, so you've got the album out now. So did, did voiceover take you away from singing for a little bit? And then, uh, you, it, it got reintroduced like you, you say hey i haven't done this for a while let me go out and and get back in, in into the singing world when did when did you record your album oh, well i actually recorded that album like 10 years ago okay um, so it's been so out there a little while. There, kind of in the past um i did then after that i collaborated with a record label um in new york and we put out a jazz single and then um, I wanted to move away from the jazz so i think about 2016 i wrote like a kind of like a world music one i was feeling low at the time and um kind of come out of it uh, i came out of it and and but that song in my mind came from that and i think i emailed you that one um so yeah that was, yeah, that was the one and then after that i wrote uh, about a couple i really got into country rock so i thought oh, yeah that's really cool so i wrote a single um and then a i always wanted to do a duet so i always have these things in my mind and um i want to do every one of them so i kind of got it on the list and all the opportunities i get and i had to look see which one i want to do and i literally ticked them off so i did always want to do a duet and i got the chance i met this amazing guitarist um, and he said that he'd play on my my single and also do the duet with me so i was very very blessed um to, to be able to do that um so i did take a side step from the music but i'm finding uh, even with the voiceovers, I mean, somebody asked me to do a podcast intro and outro, and they wrote um, they wrote lyrics, and they had the backing track, and they didn't have a melody, so they wanted me to put the melody to it, uh, so their podcast intro. So I ended up singing uh, and making up a melody, which was really cool because like, oh, I love doing this, so it kind of brought me back. So you know, it's, it's kind of all intertwining right now with, with everything that I've done. Okay, 
Very cool. It looks like some people are trying to get some free advertising on our the chat window. They're trying to get some free advertising on, on the show. But uh, I've never heard of BigFollows.com. If anybody's <laughs> watching it, I'd say stay away from it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. but So with the so I like what, something you said there is you just had like this list, and it's kind of like your checklist, and you look at it, and you're like, okay, what, what do I want to do today? And yeah. Are you, uh, how are you with, I mean, are you a big goal setter or do you just kind of go after life, you know, with no inhibition? Yeah, it kind of started like that. Um, I never really had any goals because I thought, because everything that was going on, like my day to day, it's not, you know, it's not simple. I mean, every day can be different. So I never looked at it going, right, I'm going to have a goal to do this in 10 years it was never like that uh, when I was younger so I had like little goals um to do to, to maybe for the day or for the week and I actually do that still I don't like I mean obviously there's certain things that I want don't get me wrong um in my head so if I if I think I want to do something I will write it down and somehow I get the opportunity to do it but I don't I don't outwardly go right in 10 years I'm gonna get married or you know I'm gonna I'm gonna own my own Maybe I'd, I'd love to own a house, but I don't own a house. I'd love to own a house, but you know, get a house or something. It's not something that I do. I think that um, I think maybe that takes away from living your life because then everything becomes about getting that goal. And then I know from experience, if you don't achieve something by a certain age, you feel really down on yourself. And society yeah. as a whole, we just kind of tend to put these limitations that we are by a certain age to be married and a certain job and own, like, earn a certain amount of money and. Well, what are the odds? A lot of us don't don't get that, and then we just get mm -hmm. to and and yeah, I don't think that's a that's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and that's and and I've I've heard that you know I can totally relate to that approach. Uh, I know some people are very strict about hey, you need to set your goals and you know make them smart and obtainable and all that good stuff. And and I've tried to do that. I've tried to set goals, but I prefer, I write all my stuff down. So you can see this little whiteboard back here is kind of things I want to achieve or things I want to do, but I don't, I just throw them out there. Kind of a, um, you know, a law of attraction type thing where I'm just going to throw it out there and I'm going to keep reminding myself of, you know, these are my reasons of why I do what I do every day. I get up every day and I do the things I do. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that, in the future that, that, that I'm going to start accomplishing, you know, or getting some of these things. Um, when you think about law of attraction, do, have you heard of law of attraction? Do you believe in the law of attraction? What, what's your thoughts on that? I do. I, I, um, again, my older sister, I think maybe introduced me to it. I remember the secret. Do you remember the secret? Mm -hmm. one yeah. Um, gosh, a long time ago now, but it was the big thing and everyone was getting into it. And it's like, you know, pictures of a car and you're going to put these thoughts out there and you're going to get a car. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and absolutely what you think about, I mean, absolutely, 100%, you know, the thoughts that you put out there really do come to pass. And it doesn't matter if they're positive thoughts or if they're negative thoughts. And people don't, and, and that's the thing that people don't want to listen to or um, maybe acknowledge that even the negative thoughts, that's us, you know, that's on us. Nobody, you know, the world is not blaming us for anything. Uh, you know, God right. isn't, you know, we haven't done anything bad. It's we put those thoughts out there, hence why they're happening to us. And and um, and, and I think since then, my mind has, I mean, I've tried to be, always be positive. It's not simple. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, you have your down days. You can't always be perky and, and happy and go, yep, yeah, things are going to go my way. Um, <laughs> it's, not, 
certain things don't happen overnight and then you get you know down feeling it's not happening and i think i've gone through great you know yeah this is happening to no this is not happening to yes this is happening not you know kind of uh, back and forth but you know, right. you do, it is to do with the mind so, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it, and I, it, yeah, I believe there's like this, it, it's kind of like the, the the world or universe or however big you want to go is just a constant, um, uh, like an infinite, an, an infinite uh, energy that just kind of pulses. And, I, and that's, I, I do believe in the law of attraction. Uh, I may not always agree with everything, like they said in The Secret or, you know, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I've read that book. And um, there's bits and pieces that I buy into there's, and then there's other pieces that I formulate my own, my own opinion on, but I definitely do believe what you put out in the universe, um, is you're, you're plant, you're sowing seeds. That's going to, you know, you're going to reap what you sow. And so I think that, you know, that's why it's so important to, to know what you want to do and have those things in the back, you know, written down or in the back of your mind, um, just as a constant reminder of what you're working for. The, you had mentioned a little bit ago about having, you know, like some of this took a mental toll on you. Have you um, ever had any kind of long-term suffering from depression or anxiety? I would imagine that with, I'm just thinking, you know, with, with, you know, some disabilities that, you know, cause you not to be able to get up and move around like you want to. Um, I feel like that would be, you know, something that would definitely weigh heavy on, on, on the emotions. Have you had any struggles like that or have you, you been able to embrace, you know, who you are and, 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 and just persevere through that? Uh, well, yeah, obviously, no, it's not been, it's not been easy and that doesn't take a toll mentally uh, when you can't do things on a physical level um, because the world is a physical place and, you know, you want to do all these things and then the mind, then when you can't, the mind just has too much time to wander and then wallow and, you know, um, so yeah, no, it's been, it's, it's been hard. I mean, the first, yeah, first teenager, especially being a teenager, um, and, you know, it, it was hard. So I guess I've suffered been up and down there's times when I remember it, even in university actually I remember my second year was really bad I think things were going just not my way um I don't know why I think it was the first time that I experienced um sexism because again it was it was a male dominated place and there was a lot of that going on and that was hard to cope and because I was unique anyway not even looking but my voice is unique and I don't tend to blend in and people didn't really want me to be singer in their band, even though I had a powerful voice, because it would detract from them. Um, and they were men. No boy, what, what can you do? And they didn't want the female to to stand out. And um, so that used to depress me a lot. They didn't want me to be the singer in their band. And I was like, well, you know, then I used to take it personally. It was something to do with my voice when it had nothing to do with you know my my voice. So that, that the second year was, and my singing teacher, I didn't get on with her, and just it was one. So. Um, I think my second year was really bad and I didn't really want to go back, but my mother made me because she's like, Amy, you nearly finished. You just got one year left to do. And I was like, yes, yes. Okay. So, and actually my third year was the best year ever. So I'm glad that I went back and uh, not let the whole of the second year just, just, yeah. <laughs> but right. Pull me away. Um, and then, and then I've had ups and downs because coming back again, being a singer, it's not easy. And again, I couldn't, do a lot of things so I did want to go to London I wanted to do a lot of things that way but I couldn't um just on practical reasons and it was having I think I saw it was having to make the best 
of, of a situation that you, you can't control. So I think then, and it was funny because the thought, so everything, so as soon as I was like, all right, okay, I've got no choice. I, there's nothing I can do. And, and suddenly things started to happen and I was here. I was in Swansea. I didn't leave Swansea. And yet people, musicians were coming here. They were touring here. And I went into presenting and you got people like, um, uh, Clint Eastwood's son coming here, Carl Eastwood, and I interviewed him. And then you people like the rack, one of the rack pack members, and he came to Swansea to to play. And again, I got to interview him. So I just put the thoughts out there, and they were coming to me in Swansea, this little place that we have, and rather than going to London or, or New York and where there's a massive jazz scene. Um, so I think I do actually believe that if you want something, it will come to you. It doesn't matter yeah. what you know what what is going on or what um struggles you're going through or obstacles if it can happen um and yeah and, and i've experienced that and and it's a funny thing i always think how bizarre that actually is um that actually yeah, yeah <laughs> that nobody would have thought you know coming from a small small city that, that would actually happen right <clears throat> so what do you do do you have any um thinking about today in your life i mean how do you keep a positive mental attitude um because because i would have if, if had we not spoken previously it, it, i wouldn't i would have never guessed that you had issues with eyesight or physical issues i, I would have never guessed any of that so is there is there anything specific that you do just to wake up and and, and make sure your 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 mental um, your mental game is on point for that day? Do you have any practices or routines that help you out? Or I really want to say yes. <laughs> I, I want to say yes. Um, I think I've always I've loved to laugh. I've always even since I was young, and I've loved comedy. Um, so I do watch a lot of comedy. Uh, I watch Friends like a hundred times a day. <laughs> um, it's still really funny to me. Um, but I do, and when I'm getting ready, I do listen to music. I, 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 I think that's my own ritual. Um, I do put it on loud. <laughs> um, and um, I think that's the, the only thing that I do. I don't know what it is. Um, I know I am a, um, I do come across as, but I am, I am a positive person. And yeah, um, everybody says that. Um, whether, I think, also um i think it wasn't it wasn't like a deliberate thing that i think because when you go through like a lot i was kind of because i was quite rare um and so i had to go to the hospital a lot back and forth and um kind of like treated like a lab rat because they literally wanted to know what what on earth was going on because they'd never seen i think there was like five of me in the country and and mm. i don't know anybody like me who has sensory neuropathy type 2 at all so if there is anybody out there that would be amazing um <laughs> yeah um so i think from that point on and then i think i kind of put a block um so i wouldn't feel kind of emotions because it was so hard um so i think maybe when i get in front of people it's just it's just instinctive that i'm just a happy positive person it's just right. it's natural um because of all of that i never let it um, I didn't like. I don't like to affect other people. I think negativity on other people um, is draining, and I don't like it when it's done to me. And I wouldn't do it to anybody else. Uh, if I really, really am upset, obviously there's nothing I can do. But that that is extreme. But as much as my, it's just instinctive. It's instinctive to me to, to right. not to bring all my my stuff onto other people. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it sounds like you're probably. I think. Well, the the impression that I'm getting is that you just surround yourself with 
stuff that you love, you know, whether it's watching a, a you know, something on TV or listening to music, uh, if it brings you joy and peace and, and happiness, then, you know, obviously if that's what you're consuming all day, your mind is going to naturally, um, is, is going to reflect that as opposed to somebody that wakes up and focuses on, because I think it would be very easy for you to wake up and, and think about all the, any limitations or, or, or that you have or any, you know, failures that you've, you've had in the past, you could wake up and you could focus on those items. But then, like you said, you're going to carry that into the world where you're just, you know, it's kind of a woe is me as opposed to, Hey, I'm, I, whatever, you know, I'm going to play the cards I'm dealt, uh, but I'm going to do it with the, with the instinct that I'm going to win. So that's kind of what I, the impression I get from you is that it's, it's, it's just instinctual for you to surround yourself with, with a good positive vibration, you know? I think it is. I mean, I do have these moments like, in the morning when I'm lying in bed. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do anything. I mean, I do. I do get those. I'm not lying. Yeah. I do have those thoughts in my head, which I'm trying to dispel. So I don't have those thoughts, but it's been it's been hard to do that. But <laughs> then, as soon as I get out of bed, then reality kind of picks in and then I'm not like that. So yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's a strange one, really. Um, I, I just don't, I don't carry. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I guess I don't tend to carry that then in the real in the real in the real right yeah i i think most of us anybody listening to this i bet you nine out of ten uh of us would agree that waking up in the morning is kind of like oh i gotta get up and i gotta uh it's not so much that you regret you know you're not wanting to face today it's just you're comfortable you you know you're groggy you just rather stay there and stay bundled up so i think we all have that morning uh that morning, like, oh, okay, the day's here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit. So you had you talk about become you've you've uh, become a presenter. Let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, what is so you you're kind of like an MC for events, or what is that? What is is that look like for you? Um, well, actually, I wanted to get into that, but I, I think I, I started because I wanted to get over my fear of speaking. Uh, to random people, I, I was never good at that. I hate calling random people that I don't know. Uh, that's really, really difficult for me. And uh, um, I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? So I kind of, if I if I know I've got something, um, a fear of something was going to hold me back, I kind of take steps to kind of change it. So mm. I thought, okay, um, I start. Intri- I got. I I knew a lot of musicians. Um, a lot of musicians from Ronnie Scotts in London, all around America. They used to come here. So I was like, I have access. Why don't I just set up a YouTube channel? So I just started interviewing musicians and some actually good ones actually. Um, and then people heard of me when I was doing it, and they're like, Oh, you know, do you want to interview me? Oh like, yeah, okay. Um, and it was actually inter- it's kind of um interesting for me because. I think talking to a lot of musicians, they especially jazz musicians, they do have a tendency to kind of talk about themselves right. <laughs> a lot. Um, and I was like, I used to get really like, oh my god, this is really boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to anyone, but it was kind of like the same, you know, the same thing that they went through. And 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 then um, it was good for me in the way that I got to actually pay attention and, and listen to each one, and I actually realized, no, it's not. They're not the same, and actually they have different um, things going in. It, on in their lives and their journey has been quite different and i do love talking to random people because then you learn 
you know there's so much as, as you said you don't know yeah. from first sight what somebody is going through um and it's only then getting to know them on a slightly deeper level to get to understand and that kind of puts your puts a perspective on what you're going through and i think um and, and listening to, to people um mm -hmm. and i think that's a, a good quality to have uh, to home in my listening skills and i'm glad i did that because now I'm quite good at uh, listening, uh, which is aiding me in my voiceover work. <laughs> so, step by step. So that is how the presenting thing came about. I, I did audio first of all, and then I bought myself a little video camera and uh, started doing videos um, and then putting them out there, doing interviews. So, and then people just wanted me to present on radio, like vocal radio shows. So I did that as well. So it's kind of just getting experience from that. And apparently, I've got uh, my voice goes up and down a lot. So I'm quite. <laughs> Well, I know we have to do this. So like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's still a very active part of what you do today with the YouTube and different things like that. Mm, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I kind of haven't it, um, done spent so much time on it, but I think um, I think I have got more confidence to do it now. Again, I was my confidence wasn't uh, that great doing it, so I used to do right. it. And um, I was like, oh, I didn't really want to do it leading up. I was like, oh my gosh, why, have I, why am I doing this? But then as I was doing it, it'd be great because, you know, I, I know it always goes well. I know that. And yet, like, in my mind, it was, you know, all the things that could go wrong. Um, but so I think I'm a bit more confident now, which would be great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about your website. So, Amy Sinha, did I pronounce that the last name right? Hey, brother. Dot com. And uh, I've been out here look. I've looked at it. And, well, but let's let's share with the the folks out there. So we'll make sure we have a link and everything in the description of uh, the streams as well as uh, the podcast. But uh, somebody visits your website, what can they expect to find? All the voice samples that I do. I do different styles of voices. Um, I can also do character voices. So I do children's voices as mm. well. Um, I can put on a Welsh accent, so that is where I live. Uh, it's not my natural accent, but <laughs> I, can do a Welsh accent. I can do a general British accent, which is my normal voice. I can also do an RP voice, which is kind of like the Queen English kind of thing as well. I can also do an American accent, but that's for people who are not American. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we might have to hear it, though. I mean, yeah, I, 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 it amazes. I mean, being American, when I watch actors and they're doing – they sound American, and then I find out they're actually from the UK or something. I'm like, how? Because I, you know, I'm like, how can you, how can you do that? How do you go from, you know, British to to American English? Because I, I can't. You know, I guess it's just my own limitation of not being able to switch it up. But I find that intriguing how. And there's, and you're all, and you're usually spot on. Oh no, well it's like um it's the same, vice versa. So you know what I never knew that Renee Zellweger when she did Bridget Jones wasn't English until yeah. I heard her speak and now her American accent sounds weird to me because I think she's <laughs> an absolutely brilliant British accent, I have to say. And a lot of American, you know, like who's the other one? Um oh she did sliding doors, tall, long hair, kind of quirky. Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> um oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was really good as well. She had put on a British accent. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. It's 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 a, but I, I don't know if it. Um, I'm not sure nowadays. It's maybe the best thing to do because I think people are looking for authentic. So most yeah. people have authentic uh, British accent or authentic American accent. Then I won't. I won't even try it because. <laughs> right. So oh, what else? Sorry, what else on my website? Um, I don't <laughs> um, what else? So, um, accents. 
um, yeah. my story. So my, 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 I call it Amy's story. Um, I'm adding to that. Um, also pictures from when I was like really, really six years old to kind of now. Um, what else? Um, oh, my blog. I started a blog last okay. month. Oh, beginning of this month so little stories uh, that i'm just putting out there um yeah it's just fun you know what? it's just fun it's a it's a fun yeah. thing to do <laughs> do you do any coaching uh as far as like singing or voice acting or are you just strictly you're a performer uh, well, I actually want to get into coaching. Um, I have okay. a lot of experience now, so that's something I'm going to add on. Um, but people have been coming to me just to ask for tips. And, and if anybody wants right. tips, just uh, let me know. And uh, we'll book, book a quick call. I can give you a few tips. Even like you were talking about using your diaphragm, and that's an important um, part of speaking and singing and just using the voice in general. And it's using it correctly. You'd be surprised that a number of people don't know how to breathe properly or breathe right. in correct way and that kind of limits the oxygen that they get um, and then um, they get tired quite quickly especially when they're walking and they find speaking and, and walking um, right. difficult to do. <laughs> <clears throat> well you know as we as we approach uh, approach our, our time here for the show uh, I think I warned you that I always there's only two questions that I script and that's the first one I'm ask you to introduce yourself and then the last one which is uh, do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to leave our audience with here today? Oh, well, also on my website at the end, I do have my motto, but I can't actually remember my motto, but <laughs> it's kind of something along the lines because I always do um, believe it and I live by it is that the um, impossible is always possible. You just need yeah. to have determination and patience and resilience. I know I added that word in, um, uh, but literally anything is possible um, if you believe. And yeah. literally, it's, and it's about taking the small steps uh, to reach your goal. So absolutely have a goal, but do it in in chunks that mm. are um, realistic, <laughs> and they're not going to leave you feeling like you're a failure because you didn't achieve them. So I would love to leave that with people and that um, you're not alone because the internet is such an amazing place. And especially, you know, during COVID, we found these ways of connecting. So I think if anybody is feeling alone or down that you just reach out to you or to anybody. Um, yeah, and, and, and as I said, like when you're on your own and you think so much or think too much, you, you know, thoughts can really get into your head and that can cause depression and um right. it's just out there and just saying what's really bothering you that can god that can help <laughs> that can really help um yeah well amy you're definitely an, uh, an inspiration to me i think you'll be an inspiration to others because you know when i think about where you know the the issues that you had to deal with as a child as a teenager and even still as an adult um it doesn't seem any of that's holding you back whatsoever and so when and, and when I get an opportunity to meet somebody and, and they're like, well, they're very down and, and, and it's, it's not even a physical ailment. It could be, you know, maybe it's an emotional ailment. And I, and I always tell them, you know, you, you've got to get up and you've just got to start taking the step and, and just keep moving forward. Don't don't worry about the past. And I think you're a good example of that uh, because I. I would say there's probably a lot of people if they were challenged with the same things you were challenged of, uh, they probably would have never really pursued their dreams. They they may, you know, just be getting by in life. And uh, you're, you're an example of somebody that um, you didn't let circumstances 
um, stop you. And so I, I applaud you for that. And, and I appreciate that because it is an inspiration. Uh, and I think a lot of people take inspiration from it. So. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> nice to hear. When you live it, you don't really you just see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, and you're modest, so that you know I could definitely see that 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 you you know you don't really take credit for that, but it, but it's definitely there. But well, if anybody uh, definitely check out your website, I'll include the the link in the description below. And then um, I'm trying to look at the. Do you have uh, social media? Can people find you on Instagram, Facebook? They can everywhere. Just type in okay. my name, Amy Sinner Voice, and you'll find probably everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I think I've got all your links as well. So uh, we'll make sure we get those added. But well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Amy. And uh, I've enjoyed talking to you and learning a little more about your story. And uh, yeah, I think I've, I've been on your website and I've listened to your voiceovers and your song. And I think you got a bright future ahead of you. So uh, thank you very much. All right. Well, hang tight. We're going to talk offline, but I'm going to go ahead and end the live stream and uh, I'll be right back with you. There you go. There you have it. My conversation with Amy Sinha. She was, uh, Amy, I, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast and, and uh, your positivity and your uh, bubbly personality is, is truly one that we can all, we can all take something from. So thank you so much for being on and thank you, the listener for staying tuned and, and, and hanging out with us this long. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the Conquering Everest podcast on Facebook, uh, as well as on YouTube or even Twitch TV. If that's your cup of tea, I always, uh, what, what, what I've been doing here lately, if you haven't caught on is, is these are live stream events. Uh, schedule them for a live stream and then we take the live stream audio and we convert it into this podcast. So if you'd really like to see face-to-face -face conversations, if you'd like to see these guests in person, then make sure you subscribe to the Conquering Evers podcast uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and or Twitch. I will have all the links in the description below. And you know, if you want to reach out to me, that's simple. You can do it through any of the social media outlets or you can drop me an email at Brian. Well, let me start over. I confuse myself with that at. So email me, brian at conqueringeverest.com. That is all for today's show. Stay tuned. We've got another great guest coming up on Wednesday. Uh, I guess it'll be May 4th already. No, May 5th. Man, this year is flying by. But until then, of course, you know I got to leave you with this. I always leave you with this. Until then, make sure you aim high, be courageous, and go do amazing things.